Good morning, church. So good to be with you. Today, I'm going to uh, switch gears a little bit. I believe that God has a good word for us this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. And we're going to look this morning at the story of Gideon. And while you're turning there, let me just set the scene for you. The people of God, they're really hard workers. And they work the land really hard in hopes of a good harvest, in hopes of a good crop. And they work really hard to raise their cattle, raise their sheep and their oxen and their donkeys. But every single year, just about the time when they are ready to gather in the harvest, when they're ready to gather in the crop, these Midianites would come and they would make their annual raids. And they would come and they would destroy the crops. They would take all of the cattle, all of the sheep, oxen, and donkeys. And they would leave God's people, the Israelites, with nothing at all. They would leave God's people in poverty and starvation. And that's where we pick up in verse 6 of Judges chapter 6. Listen carefully to the word of God. It says this. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you. And this is what the Lord says. He says, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt, And from the hand of all your oppressors, I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. There is a powerful phrase that some of us use quite often. And it's the phrase, see, I told you. For example, your kids are about to do something foolish. And you'll know, you know that they shouldn't be doing that because they'll get into trouble. But they know, listen, and they go do it anyway. And they get themselves into trouble. And that most encouraging and powerful phrase comes out of your mouth. See, I told you. Here's another illustration. Your spouse. Staying up late at night. Watching HGTV. Or searching Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. And you politely suggest that maybe she go to sleep. But she, no, listen. And she stay up anyway. And then, in the morning, she can't get up. 
And she's grumpy and she's tired. And that most encouraging word comes out of your mouth. Say it with me. See, I told you. Say it. Let's say it together. Ready? See, I told you. Another illustration. Your coworker. You guys always go to lunch. Your coworker always orders the Korean barbecue special from Pearl's Bar- Korean barbecue. Loaded with kalbi and barbecue chicken and terry beef and fried mandu and mac, mac salad. And you're like, man, you're looking at that plate and you're thinking, gosh, that can't be good for us. And so you suggest that maybe we should eat something healthy today. But your coworker no like, listen. And then six months later, he's complaining that his, his clothes are too tight. And then that most encouraging phrase comes out of you. Say it with me. See, I told you. Well, this is what it looks like God is saying to his people. You see, God rescues the people of Israel out of Egypt. And God says to them, do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But they know listen. And so the Midians raid their land year after year. And then God sends a prophet. And the prophet says, See, I told you. But interestingly, the good news is that this sets in motion God's plan to deliver God's people from the Midianites. And if I were preaching to the people of God at this time, and my point number one to them and to you would be this. When the odds are stacked against you, know that God cares about you. We are a forgetful people. When tough, time comes, tough times come, one of the most fundamental things that we forget is that God cares about you. It's easy to recognize that God cares about you when things are going well in life. When you sense God's pleasure. When you see God's blessing. But it's much harder to recognize God's care and concern when things are not going well, when it feels like everything in life is upside down. Like the Israelites, perhaps some of you are going through a difficult circumstance in your life right now. And at this moment, it's kind of hard for you to see that God cares about you. You're not alone. In fact, you won't believe this, but even Gideon failed to recognize God's care and concern. Listen to what the Bible says next in verse 12. It says this. It says, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. 
But listen closely to Gideon's response. Gideon says this. He says, but sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our fathers told, about, told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now, the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. Wow. That doesn't sound like the Gideon, the mighty warrior that we know. Like Gideon, the challenge for us is to know that God cares about you, even in the tough times. Even when you feel like everything in life is upside down. Even when you feel abandoned and alone. Even when you feel broken and in pain. Even when you feel like life is unfair. Even when you feel like life is too hard. You see, 1 Peter 5.7 says this. Listen carefully. It says, cast all your anxiety on Him. Why? Because He cares for you. God cares about you. God cares about you even in the midst of adversity. God cares about you even when it appears that everything is going wrong in life. And this, is ju- this isn't just lip service. God d- doesn't just say, I care about you. In fact, God demonstrated his care over 2,000 years ago when he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, dead, and buried, who descended into hell, who on the third day rose again, who ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father, who forgives our sins and who promises us the gift of eternal life. God cares about you. Whatever you might be going through this morning, my hope is that you will lean into God's promise that says, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. When the odds are stacked against you, secondly, believe that God can use you. Back to our story about Gideon. We just saw that he questioned God's care and concern. And now check out God's response. I love God's response. He says this, The Lord turns to Gideon and says, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? And then listen carefully to Gideon's response. He says, But Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. God says to Gideon, you're my person. 
I want to use you. And then Gideon says, Nah, not me. Sounds a lot like us sometimes, doesn't it? God can't use someone like me. I'm too young, or I'm too old, or I'm uneducated, or you don't know what I've been through in my past. You don't know what I've done. Surely God can't use someone like me. Not so. Listen carefully to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says this. He says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. You see, companies and corporations, they always look for the best and they sort their resumes and and all the good resumes they put at the top of the stack. But God does something different. He grabs the resumes that are at the bottom of the stack. He grabs those guys like me that are foolish and that are weak, that are base, that are nothings of the world, that no flesh should glory in his presence. God can use you. You see, God knows that he doesn't have any perfect people. All of his servants are broken people that are being restored by his grace. And God can use whoever he wants. And God wants to use you. God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your life. You have gifts. You have talents. You have abilities. You have skills. You have a calling upon your life. And God wants to use you. Your life is significant. There is a reason you are alive. Believe that God wants to use you. And thirdly, when the odds are stacked against you, remember this. Remember that God is with you. God is with you. If you recall in verse 12, God reminds Gideon through this angel. He says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And then in verse 16, God reminds Gideon again. He says this, he says, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Israelites, all the Midianites together. God keeps reminding Gideon, I am with you. And Gideon is really going to need to be, to be reminded of this. Because in chapter 7, Gideon's faith is going to be tested in a huge way. Let me show you something. The army of the Midianites are 135,000 strong. Gideon's army, 32,000 strong. That's a 4 to 1 ratio. However, for those of us who've watched Braveheart, or The Last Samurai, or The Patriot, 
we all know that a four-to-one ratio, that's still doable. That's not bad odds. But check out what happens next. It says this. The Lord says to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into, your, into their hands. And so God sends home 22,000 of Gideon's men. Leaves Gideon with 10,000 men against the Midianites, 135,000 strong. That's a 13.5 to 1 ratio. If you think that's bad, you won't believe what happens next, man. God says, listen to what God says. There are still too many men, God says. You won't believe what God does. He sends home another 9,700 of Gideon's men. Leaves Gideon with 300 men against the Midianites. 135,000 strong. Ever had a mountain to conquer? Ever had odds stacked against you? I'm going to show you what I do to help me when the odds are stacked against me. When I need to know that God cares about me. When I need to believe that God can use someone like me. When I need to remember that God is with me. Many years ago, I was sitting in a seminar by Beth Moore and she was teaching something called the Five Statement Pledge of Faith. And ever since then, I've been saying these five statements out loud. And it's been helping me. And I wanted to teach them to you. You see, many of the major concepts in the Bible can be found in one of these five statements. And let me give them to you. The five statements are this. God is who He says He is. God can do what He says He can do. I am who God says I am. I can do all things through Christ. And God's word is alive and active in me. I say these statements all the time. Sometimes, several times throughout the day. A lot of times, I say these statements out loud. I say them out loud so that God can hear me. I say them out loud so that I can hear myself. I say them out loud so that Satan can hear me. And any time doubt or the enemy tries to come in against me, I'm armed and I'm ready with these statements of faith. Maybe the enemy tries to to get me to doubt that God can do the impossible. Well, immediately, I jump to statement number two. And I declare and decree that God can do what He says He can do. And my God says that He can move mountains. So back off, Satan. Maybe the enemy tries to use guilt and condemnation against me. Immediately, I jump to statement number three. And I declare and decree 
that I am who God says I am. And according to 1 Peter chapter 2, I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people. So stand behind me, Satan. If you will memorize these statements and let it be deeply ingrained in your belief system, it'll help you when the odds are stacked against you. There's a hand motion that Beth Moore does with this, and I'm going to show it to you. And the hand motion is just simply this. It's, it's, um, it's doing this, and then you're going to end up with the, your shield of faith. And so it's, God is who he says he is. God can do what he says he can do. I am who God says I am. I can do all things through Christ, and God's word is alive and active in me. And then there's a hand motion that says, I'm believing God. Let's try that together. Lift up your hands like this. And and say it out loud. And declare and decree it like you mean it. All right? You ready? Okay. Let's begin. God is who He says He is. God can do what He says He can do. I am who God says I am. I can do all things through Christ. And God's Word is alive and active in me. I'm believing God. And I want to encourage you to memorize and say aloud these statements often. And then to search the scriptures to back up these statements. You can read the rest of this amazing story of Gideon at home. But what happens is God draws up a battle plan. And with 300 of Gideon's men, the army of God defeats the Midianites. When the odds are stacked against you, know that God cares about you. Believe that God can use you. And remember that God is with you. Amen? Let us pray.